Hi, I'm Harut Markarian, and this is Mobility and Inclusion, the show where we share the powerful stories of people with disabilities and daring entrepreneurs making waves in our world. From technological innovations to best practices in business, we'll learn what it really means to live in an inclusive and universally designed environment. Good morning. This is Mobility and Inclusion. I am Harut Markarian, and my guest today is the uh, president and co-founder of Differently Abled Entertainment, John Lee Campbell. With a mission to provide opportunities to differently abled entertainers, Joni and her partner, Michael Ray, strive to create and find material and prospects for differently abled actors. Most importantly, the pair has maintained a unified goal, which is bring awareness to both seen and unseen disabilities. Without any further ado, I want to welcome Joni. <laughs> thank you so much. And uh, no, thank you for uh, being with us today and, uh, you know, giving us your uh, Friday morning. Um, I wanted to uh, open the questions with, um, with, with, your, with your accident that you had uh, when you were 16 and changed your life. Let's talk about the process and the adaptation period that gave you hope through hell, as the article written by Susan Allen mentioned. Yeah, um, I, um, I wrecked my car when I was a junior in high school. Um, I was on my way to work. I was a CNA at the time at a local um, nursing home. Um, but I lived in rural Nebraska out in the country. And um, I rolled my car on a dirt road um, and broke my back when I hit the ground. Um, it, you know, I mean, when something like that happens, you, you just, it, yeah, it's life-changing. Um, I was very, very fortunate to be and they have a spinal cord injury unit. And so, um, I, I got to be around people my age going through some people much worse things. Some people, um, were able to still walk, you know, and so I saw the full spectrum of spinal cord injuries and just, and really realized how, how lucky I was, um, because I, I suffered a very low injury. I'm a T12. And so, um, that's, it's very, very low. And I don't have a lot of the health issues that a lot of higher, um, spinal cord injuries have to worry about, um, like things like dysreflexia, which, um, is when the blood pressure will spike up. Um, and, and things like that, they can cause strokes and, and all kinds of, you know, other issues. And so um, I, I'm very, very fortunate to have such a, a low injury, but, you know, I mean, it, it was still uh, life-changing and, you know, it's still um, a struggle when it comes to certain things in life. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, you know, I, I continued on my goals and my ambitions. Um, I've had four kids. You know, life life goes on. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, absolutely. Life uh, does go on, and uh, I always say that. Uh, you know, we as as human beings, we go through you know life, right? And we have various experiences, some better than others, and uh, we don't, we shouldn't focus on what is good or what is bad, because in my opinion, there's no such thing as good or bad. It's just always an experience and there are better experiences along the way. You just take what you had at that time, you know, that was an experience. You wrap it up and move on to the next, right? Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, you can't, 
excuse me, you can't like change it. You know, I can't go back and do anything about it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, to sit or to dwell on it, you know, isn't going to make my life any better. So, you know, it's, you know, and luckily, I mean, I, I, like I said, I had a a great support network with the, with the Shriners hospital. And then also, you know, um, being from a small community in Western Nebraska, um, they were very supportive. And then, you know, and then just also, but being able to just put myself out there, um, I realized that not only, I mean, it's, it's healthy for me mm-hmm. and for my mindset, but it also, you know, um, I've helped a lot of other people kind of come out of their shell um, because it seems like society really has a view of people when they have some form of disability that there, there's just not really much expected of them. And um, a lot of people with disabilities just kind of, they don't get out much. And so, you know, by, by being someone that I've always been a very um, extroverted person, I like talking to people. I like meeting people. I like going places. I like doing things. Um, The fact that now I'm in a wheelchair doesn't change that, you know, Mm -hmm. I still want to do all those things. And so I do. And, and it's kind of interesting sometimes, you know, um, how, how I'm received when I'm out in public, because it's just like oh wow like and I I, I'd like to see that shift and um that's part of what our goal is with our company is just to show um a different side and hopefully um encourage writers to start producing more shows and more movies that include different disabilities and that aren't always just that same regurgitated storyline as to this happened and then, oh, they got better. And, you know, like this, um, most of the movies, if you think about it, that deal with people with disabilities or TV shows or anything like that, it's always has to do with their accident or, you know, um, like the actual trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's not very often that you see somebody with a disability in a film or a movie. You really don't know what's wrong with them you know um that it's not mentioned that it's just you know they're that's just who they are um I would like to see more of that and so that's you know part of our we have that we have that goal in common Uh, the uh purpose of this show is actually uh get rid of the stigma and that perception that you talked about uh why why society usually has um, a, a perception that if a person with a disability does something very simple, it seems like, oh, a big deal, right? Like, no, he, he's a person like everybody else. He can do things. Maybe he can do it in a different way, but it's still simple things that he can do. You know, we shouldn't be, be, be wowed about it. It's just uh, his way or her way of, of doing things. And it's simple. And they can do things the same way able-bodied people can do things right yes yeah um we're still capable you know of living a full life and doing all all the things that anybody else would want to do and it just doesn't seem like a lot of times that that is expected or even accepted um in my own personal standpoint you know, just housing is, you know, just 
ridiculous for a person in my situation where I'm in a wheelchair and I have a family. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, that is beyond the the scope of most, um, most you know, like, housing, especially like in the, in a renting situation, you know, apartment complexes. Yes. They're uh, required to have some accessible units, but it's usually just a one bedroom or maybe a two bedroom, but mm-hmm. someone like me that has four children finding a three or four bedroom place that's accessible, like it almost doesn't exist. Yeah. And what does that say? You know, I mean, what, I mean, you know, it's like here, yes, we have these, these laws in place, but like, are they really helpful to everybody or do they still just pigeonhole us? Because yeah, I can find a one bedroom apartment all day, but yeah. what does that say? That says that they expect somebody that's in a wheelchair to not have anybody else living with them yep, or absolutely. have children absolutely. or have a, you know, and so I just, I think it speaks volumes really. Yeah. How, how mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, th- and this is why I wrote my book, Mobility and Inclusion, where, where I, 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 I mentioned in it uh, universal design, how we should design our built environment in a way that everybody can easily uh, access things. You know, things are accessible, things are available for everyone, whether it's, it's a product or a service. Um, and we're going to talk about, of course, uh, DAE uh, a little bit later, but let's first talk about um, uh, Luna. You ran Luna for six years. Um, what drove you to start Luna and, you know, what was your experience during that time? Um, yeah, Luna, Luna Theater Company was my company and Luna stood for love, understanding, nurturing and awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been an advocate Um, I believe in supporting causes and, you know, and, and helping raise awareness. Um, and so I've always been interested in theater and acting and all of that. And, um, but as someone in a wheelchair, it was really hard to find roles and to find directors and producers that were willing to see me as being capable of playing roles that maybe weren't written for somebody in a wheelchair. Um, I, I, I did have, you know, um, an amazing instructor in college and, you know, she taught me a lot and made me, you know, assistant director of the theater department, but she also put me in roles that, you know, weren't designed for somebody in a wheelchair. I got to portray um, Mrs. Cratchit from um, the Christmas Carol three times. And, you know, it kind of, you know, it wasn't written for somebody in a wheelchair, but it, it you know, it kind of, it doesn't not make sense either because with Tiny Tim, like there's something wrong with Tiny Tim. Like it doesn't, you know, it doesn't take away, you know, that it kind of like leaves like this extra added wonder, you know, of, mm-hmm. well, maybe like whatever, you know, there's some connection with, you know, something being wrong with the mom and then with, you know, Tiny Tim. And so, um, I love that she was willing to like take that step. And so, but then after college and when I was pursuing things, you know, professionally on my own, it was, it, it, it's just, it's hard to find those roles. And so um, I got into a really depressed state at one point in time, I was suicidal. Um, and so I, um, I went into a, I checked myself into a hospital 
And I just, you know, really started reevaluating things and um, remembering, you know, that I was capable of just, you know, doing it. And uh, and a friend of mine encouraged me. They're like, if you can't, you know, if you're not finding people that want to, you know, direct you or whatever, then you should do your own theater company. You know, you're 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 a good actor. You're you know you're great with directing people. You're you know you're talented. And so they encouraged me. And then I also had the support of my mom has always been very very supportive of me. Um, you know, and you know a few other people, but they were just like, just go for it. And so. So I did. <laughs> and awesome. but I, I wanted it. um it was like well if I want to do a theater company I also I'd like it to have some meaning behind it. You know, um art is so powerful and it teaches people so many things without them even realizing it sometimes. I love it when you come away from like reading a book or watching a movie or you know something and and it leaves you thinking, you know, like oh wow, you know, and so that was my goal with um, my theater company was to raise awareness. Um, and through the years, um, I started the first play we did was about domestic violence, and I teamed up um, with each uh, production that I did. Um, I team up with a nonprofit organization, um, and so and I started my company in Nebraska, and so um, I did the first one on domestic violence and we teamed up with doves which is a local domestic violence organization there that helps um battered women and children um and families um just anybody i i don't like to just say women because men can be you know victims of domestic violence as well um but anyway that's their organization there and then um we also worked with uh the nebraska midwives and did a production called birth mm -hmm. um because midwives are very overlooked in Nebraska um and so and then I moved to Tucson um and I carried the it down here and we did um things on diabetes multiple sclerosis autism um and just always uh organ donation just always something you know meaningful that was connected to whatever production that we have to to do and I just you know, to, to express ourselves and to, to bring, you know, light, you know, to shine a light on some subjects and to get people thinking it was, it was amazing. Um, I, I absolutely, I, I, I treasured every moment that I had with Luna. It was, it was amazing. And so, oh, and I, uh, and I really like feel it. that we did, I feel that we did some good and, oh. and got to people I you feel that you did some good I know you did a lot of good and uh you know you talking it just like you know makes my heart so happy just uh, uh that's that's how that's how an entrepreneur should be you know he, he or she should add value to other people by going after what they like and helping other people achieve their dreams uh, that's that's wonderful, and uh, you know I encourage you. I, uh, I I I am by your side, and uh, this is why I started my company, Mobility and Inclusion. Uh, sorry, uh, Markian Robotics. Mobility and Inclusion kind of came after. Markian Robotics is a robotics company that uh, our our vision and goal is to help people with various disabilities to be more independent through products that we're going to develop uh, that are going to be efficient and affordable. As you and I know, uh, people with disabilities usually are on uh, 
disability check or whatever, and statistics show that they don't make as much as the able-bodied people do. Uh, and that's why one of my goals is to make the products that we build here uh, affordable. Um, and uh, we are releasing our first product this coming May, and we are gonna live up to our, our, our goal. Um, let's talk about now uh, Michael Ray. Who is he and how has it been working alongside him? Um, Michael Ray is my co-founder and um, he is an amputee and a fellow actor. Um, he has been um, definitely like a big support and a lot of behind the scenes. Um, he, he likes to say that I'm the face, you know, and he's, you know, he's the guy, like the, the man behind the curtain um, because I, he, he's been, he's been very, very involved in stuff. Um, he, he's helped design our, our website and our merchandise and, you know, um, help with all the filing and paperwork. And so he does all, all like the back end stuff for me. Mm -hmm. And then and, uh, and along with also um, Christy Webb, is um our my editor for the for our magazine and she's helped um just really get our magazine uh, seize the day off the ground um and so and she's another person that um is kind of like our our lady behind the curtain <laughs> and so so yeah they're they're the ones behind me making it possible to where i can i can just be promoting and generating as many opportunities as we can to, to spread the word. That's and, awesome. But, yeah, um, That's great. Michael uh, Ray and Christy are, are definitely like my backbone right now. Without either one of them, I don't know if any of this would be happening. So... That's awesome. That's good. That's great that you have an entourage like that. Um, let's... So you're, you, you co-founded uh, the AE, correct? Mm-hmm. With Michael Ray, and let's talk about uh, what DAE does a little bit, and what are some of the challenges that 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 you face in you know finding opportunities for for the differently abled entertainers. Well, um, what we do is so far we have been hosting numerous um, group photo shoot events to help. Um, models and actors um, build our toolbox you know you're always needing headshots character shots all that you need a reel um, to um, audition for jobs to even submit to apply for an audition you have to have your resume your headshot your reel you have to have all these things mm -hmm. and like you said a lot of times people with disabilities are on a fixed budget and in the acting and in the entertainment industry, all those things like headshots and reels and all that can be very, very, very costly. And so it just, it makes it that much harder for somebody who might be living on, you know, social security income to be able to pursue those opportunities because they don't have, you know, 250, 500, $1,000 to, to just throw out on headshots and a reel. Um, and so we're providing these opportunities at very low cost, um, low cost events and, you know, trade, trade work with photographers and, and models and actors. And then, and also we are in the process of writing um, 
two feature film scripts and um, we're also writing a few short films and then I'm going to be soon I'll be reaching out to some of our local companies here that deal with disabilities to see about their advertising um, to see if they might want to you know write up a commercial or you know just let them know that we have actors and models that can fit their needs um, here locally mm -hmm. <clears throat> just to kind of support local business support local artists and to you know just start including you know people with disabilities and you know and even in advertising we're we're misrepresented so so often um and so that's just something that i'm hoping you know we'll be able to do something about and you know and start making a change a little bit i'm sure you will get people sure included so that, oh, those great. are some of our goals moving forward <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, that's a great goal to have. And uh, let's, uh, you know, let's move on to a different topic now, you know, uh, as a performer and someone with a disability, I'm sure you use uh, mobility devices or some type of device that, you know, uh, makes you go around, make, hopefully make things easier for you. Um, let's talk about what mobility devices do you use and what would you rather uh, have or change to make uh, to make your 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 daily activities uh, more more accessible and more efficient. Um, well, I use a manual wheelchair, and um, I, I it's a rigid frame, um, and so because I'm I'm very active, um, I, I need something that I can get in and out of my car myself and take apart and all that, um, and so. That's what I use. I, and I use um, a slide board for my transfers um, mm -hmm. just because I'm kind of a chicken and I don't like to have um, just that open area um, because I don't have any, any strength at all um, in my legs. My legs don't, can't support anything. And so I, I like that safety, the safety net of a slide board. Mm -hmm. And so those, those are what I use. Um, <clears throat> my house is actually not very accessible. And so like my bathroom and stuff. And so I, I, I deal with things that, you know, not everybody has to deal with because mm -hmm. they might be in more accessible situations than I am in um, right now. Um, because like I said, the housing situation is just, it's just hard to find something that's actually accessible when you have a family. And so mm -hmm. I, I, I'm in the situation where I'm not really in an accessible place. I'm hoping to be able to buy a house soon because then, you know, there's all kinds of grants and all kinds of help that you can get if, if you own something to, to get it accessible. Um, but so, yeah, that's, that's kind of my situation is, you know, right. I, 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 I deal with, you know, um, living in a non wheelchair friendly environment. <laughs> Well, the unfortunately, the, <laughs> unfortunately, the majority of our environment is not ac accessible. So, you know, we're trying to we're trying to through this uh, this uh, encounter and this uh, uh, this meeting. Now, we're trying to hopefully change that. And uh, when I say hopefully, I mean hopefully sooner than later. Because uh, I'm going to give you another statistic. I'm going to say that 
85% uh, of people with disabilities acquire their disability later in life. So really any one of us uh, can be in, in, in a situation that will require uh, accessible living at any point in their lives. So we should take this into account and make, our, make necessary changes to our environment. Yeah, it's, you know, you, you bring up a very good point. I mean, yeah, you never know what's going to happen. And yes, and as people get older, um, especially, you know, once they're are elderly, there's all kinds of problems. And it's Absolutely. like, if, if, you know, I mean, I, I love your whole concept and I've, I've thought of it myself. It's like, if, if just everything was designed just a little bit differently, if houses were just all built with 36 inch doors standard, mm -hmm. like, I mean, think of what it would open up for yeah. everybody. And then, and then think of what it would save for the people that unfortunately do run into problems and have something happen and, you know, have some sort of accident or something. You know, then you, it's just like that added stress. Okay. Yeah. Not only did I break my back, but now I have to like remodel my entire house. Yep, you absolutely. know, um, my parents had to go through that when, you know, and so, yeah, it's like, not only did my 16 year old daughter, you know, become paralyzed. Now we have to take out all the doors in our house and build on like this extra wall to the bathroom and like fix like this shower. And, and they, they, they did all that, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But it's like, imagine how much you know stress and torment yeah. and all that it would save for people going through these traumatic experiences if at least you know the the doors at home were big yeah. enough absolutely <laughs> and uh, that's uh, you bring up a good point because uh, i'm also going to argue that you know building or or making our environment more accessible and making businesses more accessible, it makes a great business sense to do so because there's a there's a population and a community of people with disabilities that you're kind of discounting from, you know, from from your business. And yeah. uh, that's that's a that's a key point. Uh, uh, approximately uh, fifteen percent or twelve to fifteen percent of the world's population is has some sort of a disability. So that's a huge number. Um, yeah. So you know you can't you can't really uh, uh, disregard that fact. So it makes a great business sense to cater to, you know, all people. Yeah. And not just the you know able-bodied people. Um, let's move on to now your upcoming projects. What uh, what is in the horizon? What are you currently working on? And where is the company going? Well, right now we are currently working on our second issue of Seize the Day, mm -hmm. um, our first issue, which I have here. I got to show it off a little bit um, with <laughs> um, came out uh, March 20th and um, it's we're, we're so proud of it. Um, there's room for improvement, of course, but we are very proud of it. And so, yeah, right now we're in the process of um, publishing our second edition and that'll be coming out um, the 24th of April is when it'll go live on MagCloud. And then other than that, um, recently I was, um, I was just cast in a movie actually that I didn't audition for. That, Congratulations. Uh, 
Yes. Thank you so much. It was, it was awesome. They actually, um, some people reached out to me through, because lately with the, the group, you know, we've been doing a lot of the photo shoots. And so we share those things and, um, my, because the role is a non-speaking role. Mm -hmm. They said, um, that they wanted somebody that could, um, was good with facial expressions and that could leave an impression um, and that, you know, would be memorable to the audience. And so, because they had seen, you know, my stuff that I've been posting with the modeling stuff, they reached out to me and asked if I would be interested in taking this role. And I was just like, yes, of course. And so, um, so I'm very excited about that. I'll be filming that the middle, middle to end of May. And um, yeah, and then we have some other um, music videos that we're getting ready to produce because um, we're also working with some local musicians here um, mm-hmm. that also um, one band that we work with a lot is Method to the Madness. Um, both their front, their front two women have some, oops, sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, not a problem. Um, but some uh, seen and unseen disabilities. And so we've been working with them a lot and um, helping do some music videos. And we're also working with um, a musician out of Texas, Clint Boscap, um, who um, he, he deals with a lot of um, anxiety and, so, uh, and other issues. And so we're just, you know, we're really trying to, to reach out and encourage any artists, you know, both in our area, which is Tucson, Arizona, or just around to, to reach out to us. Um, we want to help promote and encourage and just, you know, shine a light on all of these, all of the people that are pushing through, you know, and actually still doing all the things and, and just really show show society a different side of people with disabilities and you know maybe you know get them thinking a little bit different about how we're viewed you are doing a great job and i want to tell you that you are very memorable i will never forget the blue hair (laughs) that's new (laughs) Uh, that is that is uh, you know that it it suits you by the way um And uh, good luck with everything that you're doing. Uh, I am very, uh, you know, uh, pumped when I, you know, hear you talk and the, the, the stuff that you're, you're doing. It's, it's very encouraging for everyone. Um, and uh, that's, that's, that's our time together today. Uh, I want to thank you for, for coming on. Thank you for, you know, sharing uh, the information. Uh, how can people get in touch with you? <clears throat> Well, I want to thank you too. I'm really, I'm honored to be on your podcast and to be included. Um, but yes, people can, you can find us, you can find me or Differently Abled Entertainment on Facebook and on Instagram are, is our two largest platforms. We are on a few others, but those are the ones that we um, utilize the most right now. As we're growing, we're trying to extend our social media usage and stuff like that, but it's, you know, one step at a time, yeah. but yeah, uh, Facebook, we, you can search differently abled entertainment and on Instagram, you can search differently abled entertainment, or you can also search differently abled models. Um, we have our own, um, page on Instagram. That's just for the modeling group. Um, that's awesome. So, 
And of course, when I post this later, I will uh, include all the information that you just mentioned. Um, again, thank you so much, Joni. Uh, it was a pleasure having you on the show today. Um, I really appreciate being here. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you next time. Until then, uh, you know, follow your dreams, set goals, and achieve them. Yes. <laughs> Bye, everyone. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>